0: This morning is going to be a little different, and um, here's what I mean by that. Um, Victoria and I are going to sing this special, but we're not going to do it right now. We're going to do it in a moment. Um, If you would, I would like you to take your Bibles and go with me to Job chapter 13. Job chapter 13. And um, I'm going to give you one... Verse we 're going to read, and then i 'm going to give you just some some simple thoughts this morning. This has been on my heart for a while um, it It's been a long week of just different things waking up well last night, not going to bed until about four thirty five but um, waking up. Numerous nights, my wife and I both at times um throughout the entire week, but um i have I've woke up at at one, then three, then four thirty, and I just nonstop, and many times waking up with people on my heart and on my mind and um wishing that they would just go to the back of my mind for a little while so I could sleep. y'all are always causing me trouble. No, I'm picking. Yeah, thank you. I know I can count on you, Brother Rick. But um, the there there's just, there's so, so much. And th- this is the first Sunday of 2024. Very first Sunday of a brand new year. And already you get the sense it's going to be a long one. <laughs> At least for me. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, prepare us with what the lords laid on my heart for this morning and it's obvious i mean every single year we face things right every single year we deal we deal with things and tonight we're going to be looking at uh what our theme is for the year and and be focused on what what the vision is for the church and the ministries this year as a whole but when you, when you look at a brand new year, you, you know there's going to be, we, we said it, I believe, Wednesday night, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, there's going to be extreme highs of excitement, and there's going to be some pretty serious lows. Um, there's going to be times where God comes through like we knew he could and hoped he would, and he did. And there's going to be times where God decides not to do what we hoped, not to do what we wanted, God decides that there are, there are times when what we think would be the perfect answer, God says, that's not my answer. And there's going to be times where you're going to look and say, where is God? Where where's the, where's the one who was supposed to fix it? He didn't fix it. Now I'm in a fix. But those highs and those lows don't define whether or not God is God. And, and this morning, this is, again, it, it, I'm, I'm going to do my best to just bear my heart out to you as a church. Say, preacher, it's a Sunday morning, perfect time frame. We have the majority of the people we have all week long, right here, right now. And, and I, I want to bear my heart and share with you just a very simple thought for this morning, and then Victoria and I are going to sing, which will be the starting of the invitation, right? But if you're in Job chapter 13, look at verse number 15. You don't have to think very hard, and you'll you'll realize that the story of Job is a tough one. If you know anything about Job, you you know the struggles that he went through, not by his own doings, but by God's choice. To make him an example, to prove a point to the enemy, that Job trusted and believed and followed God, not because God was good to him, but because God was everything to him. And Satan attacked him, and he didn't falter. And God brought him up again and said, hast thou considered my servant, Job? I, got, I just got a sneaky suspicion the second time around, God had a little bit, and, and rightfully so. Anything that God does is holy, so even if he's gloating, it's holy gloat. And I just got a, got a sense that Satan came before him a second time to make accusation. And he said, <clears throat> so, hast thou considered my servant, Job? Knowing that he had all, Satan had already gone after him and already attacked him in a very serious way. And Satan said, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Let me touch him physically, he'll he'll curse you. And so, God gives permission, a reminder once again, nothing touches the child of God that does not pass through the filter of the hands of a holy God. And so... Job is now faced with boils from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. You ever met somebody that dealt with boils? Even one is painful. Sometimes so excruciatingly painful you don't even want to move because anything rubs against that boil and it feels like a knife going through you. Imagine being covered in boils. And imagine being in so much pain and so much suffering and so much agony that you're willing to take a broken piece of pottery and without any anesthetic whatsoever, go sit in ashes and scrape and cut the boils off because it's more relief to cut them off yourself than to just live with them. And we think we got it bad.
1: No, but I hurt.
0: Yeah, well, welcome to the family. Welcome to life. Unfortunately, there are hurts. Fortunately, there is pain. Unfortunately, it's all due to the curse of sin. Everyone in this life suffers at times. And I'm not looking to be a downer this morning. I'm building, I'm building, I'm building to, uh, to a final thought. But here in Job 13 and verse number 15, Job makes a statement that we would do well to pay attention to and maybe even adopt in 2024. Job says, though he slay me, he's talking about God, and I could put it this way if you want to clarify, though my God slay me, yet will I trust him but I will, will maintain mine own ways before him. He's not saying, I'm going to do my own thing. He's gonna, I'm going to keep myself straight before him. Regardless of what I face, regardless of what happens, even if God chooses to allow me to die, which again, he's saying that is the utmost. I mean, to be removed out of this life is to be the last thing that could possibly happen to you in this life. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Uh, let me pray and then I'm just going to give you these thoughts very quickly and then we're going to go into invitation time with a special. Let's pray. and Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for your people gathering. Lord, I thank you for allowing us all to be here this morning I pray as I pour out my heart, Lord, as I give what you have to a degree burdened me with for this morning, Lord, may that burden and that desire that you've placed within me accurately transfer to be a burden and desire of every single person. Would you help us to see the importance of what Job stated and how important it is for each one of us to have the same heart? Would you do for us this morning what only you can? We'll trust you for it and give you the honor and glory. We ask it all in Christ's name. Amen. Well, though this new year has begun... uh, I am reminded daily, already, it is uh, <clears throat> January 20, uh, Jan- 27th. Woo, I just skipped 20 days. It is January 7th. Before you know it, it will be the 27th. We'll fig- try to figure out where, where it, what happened to the time. But it's January 7th, and already I'm reminded daily about the many individuals within our church that are or have Recently, especially, face difficult and dark days. Whether it's a recent loss of a family member, or fighting cancer, or various other serious health issues, or maybe even wayward children, um, this auditorium this morning is packed with sorrow. This auditorium this morning is packed with hurts. I don't see it. Look closer. Spend some time talking with people. We are here to encourage one another, but by the way, the only way you can encourage someone is if you first listen. Listen to what they have to say and then listen to what God has to tell you in order to be an encouragement. But you could you name it and somewhere in here, matter of fact, I would venture to say just about everybody in here, if we could spread the entire possibility of all issues, there's hurt everywhere. There's pain. There, there's struggle. There's some agony. There's some mental agony over some things. There, there are some sorrows that cannot be helped by somebody patting you on the back, saying it's going to be okay. There are some things that just, honestly, only God can really know what it feels like. <clears throat> and I, I'm not doing what I'm about to do to point out certain people or leave anyone out, but. Here's some of the most just constant off the top of my head things that hit me all the time. <clears throat> and I probably missed a few that do come to mind at different times, but, but Tom Robinson. Still in the hospital right now, I believe. Doing a little bit better, but having struggle. How about his kidneys? <clears throat> Praise the Lord. His kidneys were looking like they were shutting down completely. It looks like it's a false alarm on that. But still dealing with not just heart failure, but complete and total heart failure right now. And really, really been struggling. But Gerald Robinson... Faithful at visitation. But lately been hurting so bad he can't make it. Think Brother Chris Willis. Most of you don't know. Brother Chris deals with pain constantly. Martha is here. Dealing with cancer. Thank the Lord some things going better. Seems to be doing well but... We got real scary for a little while there, but still fighting, still, still battling with it. Miss Janelle Misseldine. Still fighting with cancer. Dealing with seizures. Entire household being sick, including her husband, who's here, by the way. Doesn't look any better, but, uh, but he, he feels a little bit better. Brother Ricky Ray. Been fighting for a while, Fighting that cancer has ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. About the time he feels really great, give it a couple of days, something about to, to waylay him again. I think of Brother Charles and Miss Phyllis Sparks. Would love nothing better to be here sitting in these pews with God's people. Breaks their heart not being able to be at church. Wants so bad to be back at church. Both of them dealing with health struggles. With Bob Davidson dealing with several health issues. Sometimes make it, sometimes can't, but faithful to be here every time he can. Miss Gloria Shadowins. She's not technically a member of our church, but Miss Dawn is. Miss Gloria is kind of like a, she's an honorary member. She's, uh, she, she's here as often as she possibly can, but she's been fighting cancer and up and down struggles. The family helping and dealing with it. Miss Debbie and the Wiginton family. The loss of Brother Robbie recently. And there's so many others. You say, preacher, you left somebody out. I know. I know I did. I know. I can't even go into the family problems and family issues and struggles with children, things things that I I know of, people that have children, whether here or not here, period, um, just broken over different things, praying for family, and maybe it, whether it's children or extended family, there's so, so many needs. Can't even list them all, but I, I, some of them I can't, I, can't, I can't list, period. You just can't speak it, you can't say it. You know it, but you can't share it. With so many discouraging issues and heartbreaking losses, It is vitally important for the child of God to keep one major truth in mind. When you chose to accept Christ as your Savior, you willfully declared that you trust Him alone for the forgiveness and for your eternity. However, a a less considered part of that choice is that you openly declare that you trust Christ with your everyday. Here's what we unfortunately we do: we trust Christ for salvation, but we don't believe He's big enough to handle my everyday issues. I trust him for eternity. He's fixed eternity, but I don't know if he can fix this. This is just too big. This hurts too bad. This is too hard. If he's big enough to forgive me of my sins and seal me and keep me for all eternity, and my hope can be placed in him for that, why can my hope not be placed in him for every It's much like the vows of a wedding. Victoria and I were talking about it, and, and she actually kind of threw it out. She's like, Dad, that would be awesome at a wedding. We're probably both going to forget it when the time comes <clears throat> for her, but uh, but she's right. It'd be an awesome thing to, to talk about at a wedding. Never thought about it before until all of this. But... <clears throat> In, in your vows at a wedding, you make an open declaration of commitment to be faithful, to trust, and to, to trust and to follow and to be united with that spouse. And when you got saved, it's much like that same thing. You, I, I'm trusting Christ. I'm giving. I am surrendering. I am willfully repenting of my way and turning against my abilities and and giving it all to Christ, and not just for eternity, but I'm making a commitment to Him from this moment forward. It's much like a wedding vow. By the way, the church is called the Bride of Christ. And you make, through, through salvation and through receiving Christ as your Savior, you make an open, open declaration of commitment to be faithful in trusting Christ for your every need. May I say it this way, upon salvation, Christ became my everything. Think of the song, Christ is all I need, Christ is all I need, all, all I need. Sometimes in the midst of the dark and discouraging days, we forget. And we look horizontally, someone help, someone help, someone help, when we should just say, Lord, I need your help. In accepting salvation, we say, I do trust Christ. In light of the struggles of this life, I have one question for us all, which is the title of the message for what it is. The question is, do you still? I do trust Christ. Do you still? I place my faith and trust in him. Do you still? I'm not saying you have to keep your faith and trust in the area of trying to keep your salvation. But by the way, when you received him for salvation, it still requires in this life for me to remind myself, I will trust him. I will trust him. Though he slay me, Yet, will I trust him? I'm not gonna give you all these thoughts that I wrote down. Still got two pages. Can I just give you some names of some people in the Bible that know what it is to have to choose to trust him? Whether he chooses to do what they hope or he chooses not to. Job is an example. Matter of fact, I will give you this. Job 1, 20 and 21. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head after the first attack and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return. Thither the Lord gave, the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Whether he does or whether he doesn't do what I'd hoped. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yet will I trust him. You could look at Rahab, a harlot. Lost everything and everyone she knew because she chose to follow the God of Israel. Entire life flipped upside down saw a lot of loss. Could God have done it a different way? He could have, but he chose not to. Ruth faced the loss of her husband, left her, uh, her lifelong home to follow a mother-in-law that was overwhelmed with unconsolable grief. Could her life have been better if God designed it so and desired it so? Yes, but that's not what he chose. By the way, there wouldn't be a Boaz if it wasn't for the loss of her first husband. She would still be a Moab and not with the children of Israel if it wasn't for the loss of her first husband. Look at Gideon. Start off with 32,000 men and God took them all the way down to 300 before taking on an army of over 100,000. 32,000 was already small enough And God said, I'm going to take you all the way down where you can't get the glory at all. Look at David. King Saul wanted to kill him. His best friend dies in battle. His son Absalom stole his throne and sought to destroy him over and over and over again. Did David make mistakes? Yes, he did. But David faced agonizing issues. Esther. Esther gets placed in the palace as queen just to face a time frame when her people are looking at extinction. And she has to make a choice that threatens her own life to go before the king without being called. She didn't sign up for that. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They believed their God was able, yet, if not, if he chose not to, yet... We will not bow. God can deliver us, but if not, we still can't bow. Daniel just did what was right and got thrown in a lion's den for it. God could have actually spared him from the lion's den, but he chose not to. He chose to put him in the den, chose to bring him back out of the den, chose to prove to the king who God really was, and then dealt with the ones who did the underhanded deeds afterwards. But Daniel had to go through the den. Not around it. Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, I'll, I, uh, uh, He said, Lord, thou hast deceived me. He, he got so low, so discouraged. He, you told me to preach truth and man, look what's happened to me. He said, I am in derision daily. Everyone mocketh me the preacher, and they're mocking him. Go figure. I mean, no preacher's ever experienced that. He got so low. He said there in Jeremiah 20, then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak more in his name, but his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and could not stay. go to the New Testament, you find Peter and all his struggles and all that he faced. You find Stephen being stoned for preaching and teaching about Jesus Christ. You find Paul himself who who, uh, uh, persecuted the church, lived with some type of thorn in the flesh, was constantly thrown into prison for preaching of Jesus and was beaten even unto death and stoned. God didn't spare them, but he told Paul, my grace is sufficient, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. What weakness? Mine. (laughs) God's strength is made perfect, revealed perfect in my weakness. I'll leave you with this. John sixteen twenty two through 24, and then verse number 33. Jesus himself speaking to his disciples said, And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Verse number 33 says, Jesus tells him at the very end of that chapter, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We're promised to face struggles. We are promised to face tribulation. We are promised to face issues. Even Jesus himself said, you will be faced with these things, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. not talking about physical world. He's talking about everything in the world. All the issues of the world. All the pain because of sin. He has overcome and because he has overcome if I am in him and he is in me because I am a child of God then I have the one who has overcome dwelling with me which makes me the promise of being an overcomer. But I, I really like verse number 24 Where he says, ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. When was the last time you just came before the Father and said, Lord, I'm just here to ask for your help. Not to ask for you to do this or do that, but because of who you are I need you. I need your presence. I need your strength because in my own strength, I cannot make it. Go back to the question and get Victoria. Why don't you come and my wife. Going back to the question, In the fact that when we received Christ as our Savior, we, we were saying, I do trust Christ, not just for eternity, yes, it is for eternity, but I give all of me to him. And I trust him. And I trust him for my every day, not just for my eternity. And if you know Christ as your personal Savior, you've received that forgiveness for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You've received that promise. You know for sure you're a child of God. And you can look back and you know that time when you said, I said, but I was just a kid. I understand that. But as you grew and as you got older and as you learned more about the Word of God, you realized that the I do of choosing Christ actually went further than just salvation. It is an entire commitment of I do trust Him. Whether he does or doesn't do what I hoped, I still trust him. Whether he intercedes or he steps back and lets the issues happen, I do trust him. I trust. Still trust him. If he fixes the problem, glory to God. If he chooses not to fix the problem, glory to God. I still trust. Victoria and I are going to sing this song. The invitation is going to be open. If you need to come forward, you can come spend some time with the Lord. Maybe you need somebody to pray with. Get these microphones turned on. Let me check the battery on this one. Do two and four. You need to come as we sing, you can come. This song is something I heard just recently and I couldn't help. This was already in my heart, it was already a struggle, I was already thinking about it and then I heard this song written just a few months ago by an an individual that has written many songs and it's just entitled, If You Do or If You Don't. Think about the words. If you need to come and you spend some time with the Lord, you do it now.
1: There are prayers my heart can only whisper, things that I know only you can do, but waiting is so hard without an answer. Especially when I know you could come through Will I serve you though you're able but you don't? Will I trust you when you could but you won't? I have seen you move before And I have felt your blessings pour but when things don't go the way that i hoped You're still God If you do or you don't With everything I am I know you're faithful You are sovereign God and God even though i believe you're able that doesn't mean your answer won't be no will i serve you though you're able but you don't will i trust you when you could but you won't i have seen I have felt your blessings for but when things don't go the way that I hoped, you're still God if you do or you don't. My mind's made up, I will trust you through it all. When I'm weak at your feet, I will fall But always and forever You are good I will serve you Though you're able But you don't I will trust you When you could But you won't I have seen you move before And I have found your blessings pour But when things don't go the way That i hope You're still God If you do or you don't You're still God You're still God If you do or you don't